everyone. Welcome to the Witchfoot Podcast. This is Wendy. I'm recording today one of our educational blog articles about our natal Venus placement. I'm recording this really for the benefit of anyone who doesn't want to read an approximately 3,000 word article that takes a deep dive into your natal Venus. So this is going to be pretty much word for word the article that's on our website, which is TG wfp.com. That's the great witchfootproject.com, the abbreviation there, and then navigate to our blog. And the article is called what your natal Venus placement says about your values, desires, and connections. We also have a worksheet that goes along with this article and podcast, your natal Venus worksheet, and it will help you walk through unpacking your Venus placement once you find it in your birth chart. So our discussion here today we will walk through your Venus placements, element, modality, and other qualities. So this worksheet will help you keep track of those things, put all the pieces together. And then it'll also walk you through tracking things like your Venus return and transiting Venus in your birth chart. So with that, let's get started. So what does your natal Venus placement say about your values, desires, and connections? You can compare your natal Venus placement to your partners for compatibility And you can look to your natal Venus for clues about your relationship patterns. But relationships are really only one dimension of what your Venus placement reveals. And that's related to how Venus rules Libra and the seventh house. Venus also rules Taurus and the second house. And that's where Venus's relationship-oriented energy manifests as your sense of self-worth. Venus is always telling us something about our values and balance. Often Venus in your birth chart reveals the attributes you desire in yourself and other people. Sometimes it's the things you want to feel good about or the things that you need in order to relax. It's also the way that you prioritize needs and wants and whether you categorize something as a need or want in the first place. Venus's Libra quality, so this would be cardinal air, kind of has a sixth sense for navigating the energetic currents between two people or many people and adjusting the data as needed. Or not not the data. <laughs> they don't manipulate the data. Adjusting the dials as needed. I don't know if that was a Freudian slip or not. <laughs> so therefore, um, with this Libra quality, your natal Venus reveals how you compromise, how you assert yourself, how you decide whose direction to follow. Or if you're going to be the leader, maybe other people need to follow your direction. Venus's Taurus quality, so this is now fixed Earth instead of cardinal air, It understands that results require a combination of effort and rest, and it's great at getting that combination exactly right. So again, an element of balance here. Venus in your birth chart also reveals how you spend, save, and physically care for yourself and others. So again, speaking to this fixed earth quality that Venus has in Taurus. So your natal Venus merges its Libra and its Taurus aspects, its qualities to form your desires and how you go about manifesting them. So you can learn more about this aspect of yourself by finding Venus in your birth chart and then analyzing its nature. So its element, modality, house, aspects, and other significant natal influences, which we'll continue to discuss. So again, I'm going to call out, you go to our website. Again, it's the Great Witchfoot Project, abbreviated TGWFP.com. Go to the blog and find the article on your natal Venus. 
and you'll find the link to the natal venus worksheet so you could actually kind of have that pulled up on your computer or print it out and fill it in as we go along if you know your natal venus you've pulled your birth chart before you can use that worksheet to walk along as we go through and put the pieces together for your natal venus step one after you have found your natal venus we're going to unpack your natal venus's element so take note of whether it's in a fire sign that would be aries leo or sagittarius an earth sign taurus virgo or capricorn an air sign gemini libra or aquarius or a water sign cancer scorpio or pisces if you have a fire venus they seek connections that fuel their energy and value what inspires and moves them earth venus desires steady connections that reflect their values and investments. Air Venus values spacious, stimulating connections that allow their ideas to flow freely. And Water Venuses want emotional harmony and their happiest connections prioritize intimacy. Next, you're gonna figure out what modality your Venus is. So this is Cardinal, which would be Aries, Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn Venus. Fixed, which would be Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius, Venus, or Mutable, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, or Pisces, Venus. So Cardinal Venus sets the relationship's pace and prioritizes long-term commitments. Fixed Venus works hard to obtain their desires and doesn't disconnect from those desires readily. Mutable Venuses enjoy a diverse but not necessarily large variety of passions and partners. So you're going to combine that quality, cardinal, fixed, or mutable, with what you understand about your Venus's elemental energy. Then we're going to visit the house where your Venus lives. So look at what house it appears in your birth chart, and then that will reveal the area of your life where making connections is easier for you, or at least more appealing. It might tell you where or how you'll find your most fruitful relationships. And with Venus here, you can also be certain it's an area of life that you prioritize for better or for worse. The next things we'll look at here are aspects and influences on your Venus. So the sign of your Venus, we want to look at its ruling planet or luminary and where that's located in your chart. So if you have an Aries or Scorpio Venus, your Venus is actually ruled by Mars. So you're going to look for Mars in your chart to find some connections. If you have a Taurus or Libra Venus, you're, you have a concentrated Venus. Venus is in its rulership. A Gemini or Virgo Venus, you're going to look to the ruling planet of Mercury. A Cancer Venus, you're going to look to the moon. Leo Venus, you'll look to the sun. Sagittarius or Pisces Venus, you'll look to Jupiter. And Capricorn or Aquarius, your Venus will be ruled by Saturn. So your natal Venus and then this ruling planet are connected by sign. So that connects the themes of the houses and the energies of both of those placements. So exploring this can help you deepen your understanding of Venus's role in your personality and relationships. So then you're also gonna look at any aspects that other placements make to your natal Venus. If you pull your birth chart online, depending on where you go, at which foot we frequently use cafe astrology, or astro charts both of them will list the aspects for you so you'll just go down to the list of aspects and look for any to your natal venus 
any placements that you have here, you're, you're going to kind of consider how those addis- additional energies influence your values and your desire to connect because they're aspecting your Venus. As you research a little bit about placements, you'll you'll kind of see some things about trying, you know, for example, being good, square, bad. But just a reminder here that no aspect is inherently positive or negative. We don't believe that at which foot. We believe that it depends on the energies at play and how you manage them. So kind of how you're built. Some people need more challenge to be satisfied. Others don't. So everyone's built differently. Everyone requires different things to be happy and satisfied and fulfilled in their life. People like and dislike different things for a reason. So, (laughs) you know, if you're seeing a lot, if you're seeing a lot of squares, oppositions, and that makes you nervous, I, you know, there's a bigger story that your birth chart tells. It's not an inherently bad thing. Don't, don't get upset. (laughs) I'm saying this uh, from the place of knowing what seeing those type of things in your birth chart is like, and then Googling them and seeing, you know, reading these cute little descriptions and being disheartened by it. It's, it's nothing is really inherently negative. It's all in, in the greater story your birth chart tells and how you manage it. So because Venus rules Libra and Taurus, traditionally Taurus is the ruler of the second house, Libra of the seventh, You can also look at Libra, Taurus, second house, and seventh house placements in your birth chart for more connections and information uh, about your natal Venus. So similar to looking to the aspects, looking to that ruling planet that's connected by sign, we can also go to these placements in Taurus, second house, Libra, seventh house for other connections to our natal Venus. Tell the bigger story, essentially. So placements in Taurus, placements in your second house, the sign of your second house, and the house in Taurus, or the house house Taurus rules in your chart, reveal more about your sense of self-worth, how you embody your values, and the ways that you try to provide value to your partners. And then placements you have in Libra, placements in your seventh house, the sign of your seventh house, And the house Libra rules in your chart reveal more about your relationship patterns, your ideal partnership, and the ways you're willing to change or not in order to be accepted. So again, these are kind of like side stories or maybe underlying subtext that describe the quality of your Venus rather than just my Venus is in this sign. Then we just have a few notes here that we that we like to discuss about things. Again, you know, if you have certain Venus placements, you will see things very positive or very negative if if you're researching this online. So we wanted to talk about Venus and its rulership and its detriment and its fall and its exaltation, all of these kind of noteworthy Venus placements that come up. So if your Venus is in Taurus or your second house, this would be kind of considered in its rulership. We would caution you not to love money and material things more than the intangibles that your relationships provide, especially when it comes to how you value yourself and the ways you spend your time. So we put that as a word of caution, I think just because if you have Venus and Taurus, Venus in your second house, it is a concentrated Venus, it's amplified, and it is very positive. But then the shadow side to that is it can be this overemphasis on the material things. So just to be aware of that, that 
it, it kind of also, when you overemphasize the positive, when you concentrate the positive in that way, it kind of also creates an even bigger blind spot to the shadow side. Similarly, if your Venus is in Libra or your seventh house, we would recommend giving your relationships, including the one with yourself, more time and space to live up to your I- ideal expectations and maybe lower the bar a little bit too. <laughs> so again, that's for yourself and what you hold other people to. Then uh, if your Venus is in Scorpio or Aries, it's considered in its detriment. We call this Venus and its rebellion. So we don't consider this a literal detriment. We feel that it simply means that Venus is in the sign or house opposite of its natural rulership. So if your Venus is in Scorpio or Aries, that means Venus is behaving opposite of its traditional nature and rebellion. That's hardly a bad thing when it comes to these two Mars ruled placements. So you Scorpio eighth house Venuses, you are made of loyalty and passionate commitment. When you find a connection worth holding on to, it's unlikely that you'll tolerate any dishonesty. Aries first house Venuses, you know what you want. You're not afraid to go about getting it, which makes you a wonderful ally and a shared goal. So just some positive things to say, because I think when you Google Scorpio, Venus, Aries, Venus, you find all these negatives about um, it being in its detriment. And I think it's a very powerful placement. Venus at its happiest would be Venus in its exaltation in Pisces. So if your Venus is in Pisces or the 12th house, you are a master at connecting the disparate and aligning the discordant. This is not simply an overly romantic disposition, although your desire to love, to be loved, to be in love may be interpreted as such. But it may be love with life as much or even rather than other people. Jupiter's rulership of this placement means you are most satisfied with a large eclectic set of relationships and hobbies, And you gravitate toward things that either evoke your deep emotions or help you forget them. (laughs) So I I think there's a little bit of tinge here, Venus in Pisces, that it's, it's not all roses. There's still this tricky thing called reality. And there's also the misconception that Venus in Pisces is this overly romantic, mushy, gushy placement. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that love can extend to stuff and things depending on the placement, as much as other people. So opposite of Pisces, we have Venus in its fall, Venus in Virgo. Um, We call this Venus at its heaviest. So this is not, again, an inherently negative quality, but I think if you have Virgo and Venus, it might feel like that at times. Ruled by Mercury, Venus in Virgo or the sixth house brings a certain carefulness and consistency to your relationships. So you frequently analyze them, assess them for progress, make improvements. So kind of like relationships are work. You can envision the greatest potential of, of a connection, prioritize the ones that benefit you most, and muster as much effort as needed to achieve your biggest goals. You may find yourself asking, what have you done for me lately? quite a lot. (laughs) You know, your partners might not love that. But you ask that of yourself as much as the things that you invest in the people, the stuff, your endeavors. So yeah, this is definitely not a negative placement. But I, I think it can definitely feel heavy and responsible, but a ton of growth. And I think very fruitful relationships, not an inherently negative placement as the internet might have you believe. 
So if talking about Venus, thinking about your natal Venus is causing you to have a lot of insights or you're just very inspired by it, you know, you feel like you want to lean in more to it. The easiest way to feel Venus's energetic influence is during your Venus return. So we say go further, track Venus transits in your natal chart and start with your Venus return. So you do this by finding the exact degree of Venus in your chart. And then you check an ephemeris online to find the next time that Venus is at the same degree and sign as the one in your natal chart. So that conjunction of transiting Venus to your natal Venus is your Venus return. You can also use an ephemeris to track Venus's orbit through your birth chart, noting the significant dates when it conjuncts your natal house cusps and your placements. And the day of the conjunction plus a day or two preceding and following it is when the transiting energy is most potent. So that's when you're going to feel it. um, And, you know, you may, when you didn't know that it was your Venus return, you probably felt this energy. Now you're going to, because you're aware of it, you will connect the two. It's very exciting. (laughs) The first time you do it, it's very exciting. And then it's um, in the future, it becomes more exciting because, you'll feel that energy, maybe forgetting to check that it's a Venus transit or be you're not aware that a Venus transiting is transit is happening for you. But you'll feel the energy recognize it as a Venus transit and then go look it up and lo and behold. And that's a very exciting moment too. But yes, of all astrological aspects, conjunctions are definitely the easiest to identify and separate from other energies. So that's why the Venus return when transit Venus is exactly conjunct your natal Venus. If you're just starting to work with Venus energy and trying to figure it out for yourself, how it feels in your chart, the Venus return is the best way to start. Then if it's not too overwhelming, you can start to add in the other aspects, oppositions, sextiles, squares, and trines that transit Venus makes to your natal Venus. Then you can also start to track transit Venus to all the other things in your chart and then transiting planets to your natal Venus. Like uh, it can be a hugely overwhelming process. Again, we do give you this worksheet on our website to kind of, as a starter, we are working on more robust transit tracking forms, but we're also learning too. You know, there's so much, I think in astrology, there's so much information. It can be overwhelming and you have this compulsion to kind of learn everything, but you can't possibly (laughs) learn everything there is to learn about astrology in a way to make it use all useful today. So how, how do we prioritize um, the information, you know, what, what are the starting points, the stepping stones um, between today and being an expert in that thing and that I really want to master. So I think here, you know, tracking your Venus can be a complex process, but it is going to illuminate the ways that your relationships and values are supported or challenged throughout your lifetime. So if those are things that are, you know, really prominent themes in your life or things that you're struggling with, if this feels like something that may help, it might be worth the time investment and then play with it a little bit, see where it gets you. If it's not helpful, drop it, pick up something else. Um, But yeah, it's a journey. It's a process. You should play with it. Be curious. (laughs) And um, at which foot we just hope that our tools um, are helpful to you. And 
If you go to our website, tgwfp.com, you will find not just our worksheet, but the full article with in-text links to other astrologers, other educational resources, their templates and forms. So if ours isn't super helpful, maybe theirs will be and you can at least continue the journey. So the point is you don't have to process this alone. We're here with you. We're processing it with you. And uh, we hope that this helps. So as we always say, find out who you are, do it on purpose, and um, enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Mm -hmm.